it's Monday night. You know what that means. A brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show live on the IC Sports Network. Live on the ISC Sports Network Twitter channel and YouTube channel and the Tan and J-Man Show Facebook page. Episode 342 underway. I'm Tanner Lee. You already know that by now. And you already know my co-host by now, the legend himself, Josh the J-Man Mont. How are we staying cool right now, J-Man? Uh, have the air conditioner on. It's about all I can do right now. Um, it actually wasn't as bad here today as it was last week, which was nice because last week was brutal. But um, no, it's it's not too bad today. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, I don't mind warm temperatures, but getting ninety five in very early June's a little little ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. yeah. Um, didn't have very hot weather in May whatsoever, but then June hits and bam. 96 degrees and the official start of summer is not till late june and yeah summer's trying to get here early but oh well oh well we can't control it we can only wish i could oh. i took an intro to meteorology course in uh back in college i uh i wish wish i could, could control the weather but unfortunately uh the j man cannot nor can he predict because he never finished the class pretty sure he you dropped could, out. you can you could be a good meteorologist. I could see you being a meteorologist someday. Too much science for the J-Man. Too There's much a lot of science. Math. Yeah. There's a lot of science and math. Numbers and formulas, not your thing. Not my thing either. Yeah. Not my thing either. That's why we're talking about sports on the podcast, and we're not talking about weather and mathematics and physics and chemistry and well, academics. Speak, speaking of numbers, Nikola Jokic became the third player in NBA postseason history with 500 points, 200 rebounds, and 150 assists in a single playoff run. Can you name the other two players to have done this? No, but I'll try. <laughs> you got a pretty good shot tonight there, Tandem. Man. That's that's a kiss of death. A uh, kiss of death. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located 703 Main Street in Rochester. I tell you what, they're... Uh, Special over the weekend looked fantastic. It was chicken parm marinated in hand-breaded chicken cutlets, fried to golden brown perfection, topped with house-made marinara, fresh moots, fresh mozzarella, parmesan, and fresh basil paired with garlic butter noodles. That is right up the J-Man's alley. I tell yeah, you what. I'm pretty hungry, and that sounds really good right now. Yeah. They also had a pizza burger, which also sounds pretty good. So, uh Pizza burgers and pizza pizza sandwiches are underrated. I don't know if I've ever had a pizza burger. No, no, it's two of my favorite things. Never had them combined though. Should do it. Should do it. I'm gonna look. Yeah, tonight I'm gonna research local pizza burger places. See if I can find. It's got to be one somewhere. Just don't go with like a fast food one or something. Yeah, I'm sure Burger King tried it and it was quite terrible. Um, (laughs) It's like I love chicken parmesan. Mm-hmm. But every time I've had like a fast food chicken parmesan sandwich, I've gotten sick. So yeah, Burger King uh, mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, sports bar chicken parm sandwiches aren't very good either. I've found that out the hard way. Bill Murray's uh, restaurant there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I got that. Did I thought I got that that night and it was good? But maybe I got some else. I'm pretty sure you got. Oh, I got the meatball. Else. I got the meatball. That's right. sub. The meatball I like the meatball. Yeah. Good. The uh, meatball sub was good. The chicken parm sandwich was uh, was not. Chicken parm did not taste good. Not taste good. No. <laughs> There's Peyton Manning when you need him. Uh, he was at game one of the NBA Finals. Uh, they didn't show him last night in game two, or if they did, I missed it. Um, and let's get right into it. Let's talk some NBA Finals. And the, the Heat pulled off the upset last night. They were eight-point underdogs coming into the game at Ball Arena. Um, and really, they got they got up early. About 12, and then second quarter, the Nuggets got up 12, and that was with uh, Joker out. So you're thinking, geez, if, if the Nuggets are getting up 12 with the Joker out for majority of that stretch, then they're going to cruise. You know, had to lead after the third going to the fourth, but then the Heat played an almost perfect fourth quarter. Uh, the Nuggets did have a three-point attempt at the buzzer by Jamal Murray to tie the game, but wasn't meant to be. And uh, the Heat tied up 1-1 to going to Miami on Wednesday. Yeah, that is Miami's fourth win when trailing by eight or more points entering the fourth this postseason. Gritty team. Um, 
Yeah, which which that's Spolstra. Spolstra is pretty dang good coach. Yeah, I used um, to rip on him. Even on this pod when we first started back in 2016, I thought he was just a a chest holder pretty much for LeBron yeah. and Wade and Bosch, but he's proven the last five years or so. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Hall of Famer? Mm, close. Very close, I'd say, right now. Probably will be by the time he hangs it up. I'd have a hard time keeping him out. I mean, he's won two. He won That's two true. With LeBron. He's been there twice without him. Um, and especially if he can get this one done, I can't imagine a scenario where he is not at the very least in discussion. Yeah. Of Hall of Famer. And he, he would get in. I if you imagine. lead an eight seed yeah, to, to yeah, the NBA Finals yeah. and win it, you, you probably yeah. deserve, deserve the B. But uh, Mike Malone's catching some criticism on Twitter uh, for not taking a timeout. He had two in his pockets <laughs> when the Nuggets got the ball down through with 10 seconds left. And. It was kind of, you know, their play got busted. It was kind of go nowhere and decided not to use it. We see coaches a lot of times get uh, executed by the Twitterverse, I'll call it, for using or not using timeouts. Yeah, and we also, yeah, as as you said, also using timeouts, people rip on that as well. Right. Um, I, I still, I'm, I'm a bad uh, sports person, have not watched a single second of the NBA playoffs. It was a pretty exciting game last night. Um, it was, yeah, the, the final score indicated that yeah. I probably I probably wouldn't have stayed up to watch it, but uh, uh, the games are just so late. I'm such an old man. Well, it's um, better that they start at 8.30 now than the previous rounds would start at like 10.30. For, yeah. for the Nuggets, so yeah, the uh, the Mountain Time, yeah, uh, but yeah, they uh, have, have haven't watched any, but uh, the Denver Nuggets have not won a postseason game this year when uh, Jokic has scored over forty points, which is weird, very um, weird. Gets no help when he does that, right? Um, obviously, one of the best passers in the NBA, which is crazy for a guy who's six foot eleven, um, but. Uh, yeah, he uh, he's he, he's obviously going to get his, and um, they just kind of have to stop whoever is around him, Murray or Gordon or Porter Jr. or any of those other guys. Yeah, nobody else really stepped up. Um, that's what killed him. And he, he only had four assists, which is very low for him. I mean, he was good on the boards and, of course, good scoring. But it was just a little too late. I mean, Nuggets got down nine with a – Couple minutes left and fought back, hitting some threes late, but this wasn't meant to be. Uh, Jimmy Butler hit some big shots. Duncan Robinson, who I texted our group, our friend group, I can't believe he's as good a pro as he's become. I mean, he's not great by any means, but in college, I never thought he would, I didn't think he'd be an NBA, -er, let alone making a difference in the NBA finals. And it was interesting, Spolstrup. Uh, mess around with the starting lineup a little bit. Started the old vet Kevin Love mm-hmm. last night, who I honestly forgot he was still in the league, and then it refreshed my mind. Yeah, Cleveland traded him at the trade deadline to Miami, and he was making a difference last night. I mean, maybe the shat, the stat sheet, sheet didn't really tell a story for him, but if you watch the game with your two eyes, you could see he was making a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I have a stupid stat here. Um, there is a stat for everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. These advanced metrics, all of this stuff, um, it's obviously helped sports significantly. But sometimes there's stuff that they, they just pick and choose. Yeah. Uh, this one here, ESPN Stats and Info. Uh, Nikola Jokic averaged 2.07 dribbles before a shot attempt on Sunday. Third highest average of his playoff career. Jokic has averaged two dribbles before a shot attempt four times in his playoff career. The Nuggets have lost three of those games like is it is there a correlation between them that and them losing or is it just some made-up stupid stat i would say made-up stupid stat but it is interesting it is interesting i saw a few other stats that was the heat's first win in denver since 2016 and it was denver's first home loss uh, this year in the playoffs yeah denver's had a fairly easy road um Mm -hmm. up to this point which your road's going to be easier when you're a one seed anyway. That's right. the reason why. Um, but the fact they get to play, they've got to play a seven seed in the Western Conference Finals, now an eight seed in the NBA Finals, um, has helped significantly. But you got to play, you got to be who you play. I think Nugget fans were pretty darn confident in last night. Then coming out last night down, they're a little worried. Um, you know, going to Miami for two games and got to at least get one. And Miami showed they're just going to fight, scratch, and claw. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. 
That's what they do. I mean, we were talking, you and I were Saturday. We thought the Heat were pretty much done already after one game, and, and we were saying the Nuggets are the better team, which I still think the Nuggets are the better team. But it hasn't mattered. I think the Heat weren't – they were, the Bucks were a better team than the Heat. Sure. Boston the, better uh, team than the Heat. Boston, and who did they beat in the second round? The Knicks. I would say the Heat. Uh, next, yeah, I, w- I would say that too. But so, I mean, heck, the Bulls had these guys down with five minutes to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the in the playing game, so um, we'll see. I mean, it's 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 postseason basketball. Anything can happen, I suppose. But um, it he, usually isn't that way in the NBA, though. Anything it isn't. Happen, you know? It isn't. Crazy, I guess when you get in the finals, you can. Sure. And, and you know, this is the most NBA I've watched. The last two rounds, most NBA I've watched all year by far. And I just it, it still amazes me how quick the game is compared to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not only a 24-second shot clock, but just the athleticism of the athletes. I mean, you know, shot I rip on the NBA oh, shot-making, especially three-pointers. Mm-hmm. They make them like layups at times, if, if, especially if they're wide open. And I rip I'm, – I'm a guy who does rip the NBA in the regular season big time for defensive effort a lot of times. In the playoffs, I really do think everybody's trying. But sometimes it looks like they're not trying just because they're guarding the best offensive players in the world. And yeah. they're just that darn good. They're making their uh, defender look Look! Look silly. Yeah, it's uh, it's reached a point where it's so tough to defend in the NBA just because guys are so dang good. Um, and I I don't know whether it's just the evolution of the game uh, or players just work harder than they used to. But uh, some of these shots these guys are making, they're they, as you said, they're like layups to them, and they're deep fadeaway three pointers in a corner, you know, fading away from the uh, fading away from the court. Um, it's, it's become so difficult to guard and even, even with the intensity ratcheting up in the, uh, NBA finals, it's still, as you said, feels like they're not even playing good defense when in reality they are. No. And you know, it's gonna They're going to be high scoring games. I mean, that just, that just, uh, speaks to the level of, of, of skill these guys have. It is, it is ridiculous. And, and uh, I mean, my fiance was even watched the game with me last night. She commented on the pace of play and just the quickness of everybody. So it's uh, it's definitely different than the college level. Uh, Jimmy Butler is the third player in Heat history with 500 points, 100 rebounds, and 100 assists in a single postseason. Who are the other two guys that did that? Got to think LeBron's one. Yep. I want to say Wade, but I'm not going to say Wade. I'll say Alonzo Mourning. You should have said Wade. I should have said Wade. <laughs> that would have been a lot of scoring for Morning. And now that I think of it, he never even got to Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. So that was dumb of me. He he played there for a while, but yeah, he that was stupid. That was stupid. Which I did. I did have to show um, my fiance last night. They were because Jeff Van Gundy is one of the commentators, right, for the finals. And I just ha- started laughing at one time, thinking about when he was hugging Morning's leg in that fight with, <laughs> between that. Grandma Ma, yeah. uh, Larry Johnson, and Lonzo Morning. So I pulled it up <laughs> on YouTube, and, oh, it's just as funny now as it was yeah. then. And she had never seen the Mouse of the Palace. She knew nothing about it. So I had to show her that, too, Ron Artest and Jermaine O'Neal and Steven Jackson and all that. Oh, so it, interesting when, when somebody's watching it for the first time and asking questions. It was, it was kind of fun, mm-hmm. but – had explained to her that, yeah, that Pacer team was pretty darn good or got to be pretty darn good that year. Never know what they could have done. Yeah. So, any other NBA Finals thoughts or no. NBA in general besides the draft, which we'll be talking about next? Nope. Nope. Well, NBA draft, we do finally have some prospects that talked about from the Big Ten, some that stayed in the draft, some that came back uh, for both of our teams. And probably one of the guys who came back was a headliner around college basketball, not only the Big Ten, but that was the defending National Player of the Year, Zach Eady. Um, he did make Purdue fans sweat it out. He took it up to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time hour, which 11.59 p.m. Eastern time was the deadline. Um, but as you saw or you can see with uh, Purdue social media and the, and the video that came out, they didn't just make that that night. That was right. made maybe earlier in the day, but probably even the day before or so. So he just waited, took his time to announce it himself on social media, and he's running it back at Purdue for a senior year. And sounds like the NIL is going to be exceed a, a million dollars for him, which is big time money for anybody, let alone a college student or college athlete. 
Um, but now the now the pressure's on Purdue. I mean, mm-hmm. last year the pressure built as the season went on. There was no pressure going into the year whatsoever. Year before there was some pressure. I don't think as a Purdue fan. I've experienced anything as close to what this next year is going to be pressure wise. And some Purdue fans say you got to go back to 88, 89, or maybe it was 87, 88 with um, Everett Stevens, Troy Lewis, and um, I can't think of the third one, the triplets. I can't think of the third one right now um, with those guys. But um, with Todd Mitchell, it's the third one. There we go. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I've seen some good Purdue teams. You know, R nine ten. That was pretty pressure pressure pack season. But I just I don't think it, it's it's one of those things. I mean, Purdue won two Big Ten championships last year, but and then they get upset in the first round by sixteen seeds. So it kind of I'm not saying it derailed everything they did before because they still had a great season. But it leaves such a sour taste in your mouth. You can't remember the season without remembering that. And so no matter what they do in the regular season, they could win. They go undefeated. It's not going to matter. It's going to matter what they do in March. And if everybody stays healthy, it, I, I hate saying it because the term is such a crapshoot, but if everybody stays healthy, it's almost Final Four or bust mentality. It's got to be, especially after what happened last year with leaving mm-hmm. the sour taste in your mouth. And now there's this um, obviously extra motivation um, because the – the painter haters came out in full force after uh, losing to FDU, yep. and uh, that's not going to get any quieter um, nope. as long as he can't get to a Final Four. So uh, I'm sure Matt's feeling the pressure, and he's going to do his absolute best to um, alleviate that from his team because uh, you're you're not going to play well if you're feeling pressure. That's that's just kind of the reality of the situation. Um, but uh, I did like their pickup of Lance Jones from. Yep. Uh, Southern Illinois. I mean, they needed kind of like a veteran point guard, gritty guy uh, to kind of help Braden Smith out because uh, he he didn't have a whole lot of help behind him last year. No, and he and Fletcher Lawyer hit freshman walls late in the season. Yeah. They were tired. They just they hit a freshman wall. They started playing like freshmen at the worst time. And and really, one thing Purdue lacked last year was athleticism. Of course, they had it the year before with Jay Nivey. I think they're going to get that with two guys: a incoming true freshman Miles Colvin, and then redshirt freshman Cameron Hyde. I think both of them are going to add some athleticism. One of them might even end up starting. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them unseats Ethan Morton in starting lineup. But, uh, I mean, this is the second most minutes back for, I think, the first six or seven-man rotation in Purdue history, second most. So, big expectations of West Lafayette. and. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but like I, I, I told my Purdue friends the other day, and, and I told you guys, my, my non-Purdue friends, I'm going to enjoy college football because I don't really have expectations. And, you know, as a, as a diehard sports fan of a team, it's, it's more fun when there's no expectations because it's just it's true. pressure, pressure. And we're, and we're fans. How do you think the players and the coaches feel? They want it even more than we do just cheering. They're in the grind. They're in the foxhole every single day. Yeah. So. Um, two years ago, Ivy's sophomore year, there was obviously huge expectations sure. coming into the year. Nothing like this, though. No. Nope. Um, what, what what did they come into the year ranked that year? Were they top five? I th- either fifth or just outside. Yeah. Maybe sixth or seventh. Um, Got to think they'll be top five this year. Oh yeah. There, I I would I I would say their uh, floor is probably three. Maybe yeah. Duke. Duke and Kansas are supposed to be really good. They might be ahead of them. Michigan but. State will be up there too. Unfortunately. Yeah, maybe uh, not top three, but they'll be they'll they'll be yeah. in that top ten, I imagine. And then after that, I don't know if there'll be another Big Ten team ranked. Illinois might sneak into the back into the top twenty-five, maybe Indiana as well. Um, for some reason, Ohio State's getting a lot of buzz. I think Wisconsin could be pretty good. Was Wisconsin picked up some transfers that could be solid? Um, but Chucky Hepburn left too, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, did, 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 yeah, yeah, I think he did. I think he did. So, uh, but there's going to be a lot of teams in the Big Ten too to take a step back. I was going to take a step back. They, think, should, they should, yeah. I think Rutgers will take a step back. Yeah. Uh, Penn State probably take a step they back. I mean, a brand back. new coach, who yeah. knows? Minnesota's still going to be terrible. Nebraska will probably be a little better. Northwestern. I think they'll take a step back. They, they lost Adish, and yeah. I quite frankly think it, they had this miraculous run in February anyway, where they got to beat Purdue and Indiana, and they were very fortunate in those games anyway. Um, that I don't even know if they're going to be a tourney team. Maybe that's just me hoping they're not going to be a tourney team so I don't have to hear about them anymore. Um, they do get Boo Booey back, but uh, I, I just don't think Northwestern will be that great. 
Um, Mich- Michigan should not be very good at all. No. Uh, they obviously lost Dickinson to Kansas, and then uh, Caleb Love decided to uh, get out of his deal there and go to Arizona. Uh, they, they don't have a whole lot. Jet Howard went pro. Yeah, Jet Howard went pro. So um, it last year it was so like there, there was a great Purdue team and then a bunch of pretty good in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it could be pretty top heavy where there's four or five teams that are pretty good. And then there's a bunch of just not very good at the end of that. Big 10's got to figure out a way to get deep in March. I don't know. I don't know what the formula is. I, I I mean, I know the tournament's a crapshoot. We talk about all the time on this podcast, but they got to figure out something. It's, it's getting embarrassing where no teams are getting past sweet 16. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. And it, every year we say, well, this, this should be the year they get to a final four, but again, crapshoot. You never know. It doesn't really matter how many teams you put in there. Yeah. And yeah, they, they've proven that too. Routinely so. put the most teams in, and they still just find themselves out <laughs> out by the second weekend. Was there any Big Ten names that surprised you that uh, didn't pull their name out and come back to school? That did not uh, come back. Um, were you surprised Murray didn't come back to school? No, I think he'll be a first round pick or close to it anyway. He'll probably get a guarantee. Simpson Ball? Is that did that surprise you? Nah. No, he's me a, neither. Yeah, he's a top 20 guy. Um, guys that came back that I was surprised came back, one being Coleman Hawkins for um, months leading up to the draft. It was 50-50. Hawkins wants to leave, but I think he made the smart choice. Um, he he, he would have gotten drafted, but there's no guarantee that he'll have it. And, and he, he knows he would have had to develop in the G League, so. Uh, came back for a sure thing. Shannon, it sounded like, was always probably going to come back. Um, now they just need to find a legitimate point guard. And they should be pretty good. Um, Omaruyi coming back didn't surprise me. Um, it's really not a guy. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Off the top of my head that I can think. Ch- Chase D staying in kind of surprised me a little bit, I guess. Because um, he... he I, I don't think the NIL game's real strong there in Northwestern, but uh, had a chance to run it back, and they could have been pretty good, I think, with him. Um, but he also transferred in, so he'd probably been in college five years by that point. I just wanted to move on. So. How about a national landscape outside the Big Ten? Anybody that stayed in that you were surprised or that came back and you were surprised? Um, Man, I wish you would have asked me this earlier in the day so I could have thought about it. <laughs> I feel uh, like a lot more people were coming back this year than yeah, in years yeah. past. Which again, that's because of the NIL. Sure. Um that stayed in that I was surprised. Were you surprised um Ashidway? She uh did 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 he stay in? Yes. Yeah, because I, I don't know if there's a place for him in the NBA. Um, but you got to think, you know, he, he was the defending national player of the year last year, came back, played with four new starters around him, yeah. didn't have near the success he did the year before. Uh, it sounded like he was going to come back, and then Kentucky kind of fumbled the NIL with him a little bit, mm-hmm. and then he said, ah, if that's going to happen, I'm not coming back. So yeah. I, There were rumors he was going to come back and put his name in the transfer portal. Yeah. He, he would have been a two-time transfer because he transferred from West but, Virginia. Isn't it – isn't it hilarious to you coaches like Calipari in basketball and Saban in football are complaining about the NIL and struggling with it? Yeah, they've they've been dropping bags for years. Yeah. Um, now that's fair and other people are doing the same. They're losing their advantage. And it's yeah. it's just funny. I mean, Saban just crying yeah. down I, in Alabama. I, don't think it, I can't imagine it's hurting Saban. Now Calipari, it's very clearly he's he's not which it this started even before NIL. His Yes, he's kind of recruiting at a real high level like he used to. Uh, well, he, he's recruiting at the high level. He's just not he's winning just games. Kind of proving that he's not that good of a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and his time there, if they have a, if they have a rough year this year, I think they'll they'll run him out of town pretty quickly. Um, Even with the big buyout, I think Big Blue Nation won't care. Yeah, they they won't care. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other guys that came back. Um, I don't think any of that's overly surprising because if you're a projected first round pick, you're usually going to stay. How about Florida Atlantic returning all their guys? 
couldn't care less. I think I, I, they should I, be pretty good, but talking top five. I, yeah, that's a little that's a little over dramatic. It, they, they could really crash. In, I mean, they could be really good next year, and then they, you know maybe they'll make the tournament again. But to do anything as close to this year to be a, a buzzer beater away from the yeah. from the championship Nine's game, I don't I don't see that. And 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 really, they got fortunate to to win the eight nine game over Memphis. But that's what you got to do to make a deep run. I get it. Uh, but yeah, if it, I don't think they could handle the pressure, even if they're top preseason top ten. Yeah, I I mean I, I credit those guys not trying sure. to leave because sure. obviously there's not a whole lot of money there. Looking at their arena, um, there is in the surrounding area of Florida, Boca sure. Raton, but um, yeah, who's uh, who's huge Florida Atlantic basketball fans, you know? Yeah. Um, or, or football, yeah, or alumni even. Yeah. Um, but I should, I should look that up. Florida Atlantic should. alumni. Um, yeah, I just I think they they should. I mean, they were obviously really good. I, I know they got a nine seat, but still, they won thirty plus games. I think they only lost four games all season. Sure. Um, yeah. Those, new conference. New conference. Where they go? Uh, they are. They. It, it's official in July, I think. But they are leaving the conference USA. And I don't want to screw this up, so I'm looking at it. And they're moving to the AAC, American Athletic Conference. It's going to get tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when Conference USA used to be good? Like yes. Cincinnati, I believe, was Louisville. in it. Louisville was in it. Marquette. Um, Marquette was in it, yeah. Um, they're going to the AAC. So th- that, that had obviously been in the works before their yes. tourney run. Yes, um, but it's. I mean, life's going to get more difficult. It will be easier to get a uh, at large bid, at least being in the AAC, and they, and they should be good. But uh, I, I'm interested to see if they're top ten good because I I don't buy it. Uh, they've got some athletes for alumni, but uh, executive vice president, chief financial officer of Office Depot. Um, Nobody that really like or you see the name right away. Like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. A carrot top. Pretty sure carrot top's destitute at this point. Yeah, it says uh, American comedian carrot top. Lost all of his money in the nineties. Yeah, wouldn't it, I mean? I wonder if that's like a master's or something though, because they wouldn't. Uh, I mean, he's decently old, isn't he? Right now. He's probably 60, 58. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but now it's, uh, now we know kind of around college basketball, what the rosters are going to look like. Um, so far, I mean, you can still add some people, I guess. I think if, I think only grad transfers at this point, I think if you're not a grad transfer, I think the deadline's yeah. already come and went. Because I know there are some people who are worried about Trey Kaufman around, around Purdue uh, with ED coming back, but that deadline's already came and went, and I don't he'd, think he's going anywhere. Yeah, you, you'd have to get a waiver, and yeah. the NCAA would probably grant a waiver. Although summer school's got to be starting here in the next week or so, and that makes it a little right. more difficult. But Right, right. So we'll have plenty more of Big Ten Hoops talk a couple months from now, but it'll probably be a little silent for the next – Two months or so. I mean, usually during the summer we talk ACC Big Ten matchups, but we don't have to worry about that this year because that's not. Yeah, that's happening. weird. Um, I don't. I don't like it. Oh, I, I fear change. I like the I like the CBS, NBC, and uh, Fox deal though, and no ESPN. I like that. Yeah, uh, if Kevin Warren would actually finish the job there, then uh, it would actually been done they wouldn't have to clean up his mess um, well yeah now he's making messes for the bears so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but but i mean they did announce they announced the tv schedule last week with cbs yeah. fox and nbc nbc's got the most game slash peacock it's got the most games the first year i think cbs only has seven big 10 games the first year but then that ramps up to like 14 or 15 in 2024 once the usc and ucla come in um but I like the Fox Fox Big Noon, CBS three thirty, NBC seven thirty. I like that every every single weekend. That'll be good for the yeah. Big Ten. Yep, Trip, triple header, and then you'll get the 
Maryland Rutgers uh, on Big Ten Network. <laughs> well, e- each team has to have at least two games on the Big Ten Network, each Big Ten team throughout the year, So, which yeah. is fair. That makes sense. Fair. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So, um, Going back to the NBA real quick, I would like to make the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. By this time next week, I think the Denver Nuggets will have won an NBA championship. That's just my... Uh, so you think you're gonna? My, you think they're gonna win all the games this week? Uh, I do, I do. I'm also trying a little bit of reverse psychology because <laughs> uh, I don't like to see anyone in Denver happy. Uh, J-Man's Booker predicts the week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life Home Auto Business Renters Workers Comp and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at two one nine eight six nine four five six one. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Well, okay, you've kind of adopted the Heat. I mean, you already got the Canes. You get you got the Dolphins. So you might as well. Add yeah, the I'm, heat I'm, to I'm, it. A, I'm a I am Miami through and through. You, you might as well just 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 be Florida Florida and Illinois. I mean. Which you are Florida, Illinois, aren't you? Yeah, yep. Illinois, yeah. Cubs, Bulls, Dolphins. <laughs> Bulls. <laughs> when Io plays well, Bulls. Even then, I don't even watch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I got a good word association for you, if you're ready for that this oh, week. absolutely. This is a list of athletes, really good athletes, that went ringless in their careers. Oh, boy. Ringless. Starting with Mr. Barry Bonds. Oh, man. Um, greatest hitter in the – well, one of the greatest hitters in the history of baseball. Maybe the greatest player in the history of baseball. There we go. Um, obviously, his steroid use will keep him out of the Hall of Fame. And it's a shame because, he again, he, he would have been a Hall of Famer without the steroids. Um he helped save baseball along with Sosa and McGuire. It is a dark time, but uh, I think he should get in. Uh, it sounds like HBO is making a documentary about his career with mm-hmm. the directors of The Last Dance, so that should be really good. Should be really good, and and I know it's getting a little off topic, but Netflix in August is coming out with a documentary about the Urban Meyer years in Florida. Yes, from 06 yeah, to 10. So that's gonna be well. really really good. That those teams are stupid. Stupid yeah. talented when you go look at the rosters. Yeah, and a bunch of characters. I mean, obviously you had Holier Than Thou, Tim Tebow. You have Riley Cooper. You have Percy Harvin. You have Aaron Hernandez, the Pouncey brothers, um, Pouncey twins. Uh, yeah. Yep. Crazy yep. dynamic there. Yeah, Bonds was must, must-see television, especially that year when he was Every in 73. Bat. You had to tune in or, you know, baseball tonight, cut in. What's, what's Bonds doing? Oh, okay, so, that. yeah, it's nostalgic there. Um, so, you know, I, I, I saw him play against the Cubs once at Wrigley. He put on an absolute show in batting practice. He and Sosa were going against each other. He broke a window of uh, uh, the apartment across the street. It was crazy. The whole place gave him a standing ovation, even Cub fans, because it was just <laughs> nuts. It was like cork bat. I don't care what it was. It was still unbelievable what he was doing. Um but uh, did he only play in one World Series? Just just that one for the Giants, right? He didn't get there with the Pirates, right? Yes, I don't think he got because he got the, the NLCS with the Pirates. But okay, yeah. Well, let's switch to basketball. Charles Barkley, Chuck, uh, the round mound rebound. He uh, they said he was closer to six two than he was six foot six, which is crazy because he was he was a beast on the boards. Um, now he is one of the funniest. It's one of my favorite commentators. I, I love and him. He, yeah, he, a lot of times he doesn't even try to be funny, but he is him, him and Shaq are a great duo there. And, and er, Ernie keeps him in check, which makes it even funny. And he's not scared to speak his mind. He doesn't care who he defends, no, you know, he's, yeah. and he's, he's so, and he's respected in that category. Unlike a, um, uh, Skip Bayless or a Stephen A. Right, Smith, you know, the talking pieces. I mean, Charles has good good thoughts behind it. He's thought yeah. it through what he's going to say usually. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he only played in one finals. That was his MVP year with the Suns. So he also played with Sixers and the, and the Rockets. Your boy, Dan Marino. Yeah. He, uh, obviously broke and set all those records, uh, back in the eighties. And then, uh, just never really had much of a ground game. Didn't have much of a defense till later in his years, um, later in his career when he was kind of on his way out. Um, they they had opportunities though. I think they 
were the one seed or something. They hosted the uh, AFC championship game in the early 90s in the Bills, I believe. When Obviously, it was the Bills, but um, the Bills went in there and win and won, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, uh, yeah, he didn't really have that many opportunities. He lost one. Uh, just could never get back. Yeah, it's too bad they Was couldn't have number? built built his teams like they built Elway's later teams, the, the Broncos around right. him, you know, because if it wasn't for Trell Davis, I don't think Elway gets any Super Bowls because Trell Davis changed yeah. that team on the ground game, and they got a decent defense around him too, and, 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 and he had a good O-line too. He Those those two Broncos yeah. teams were pretty darn good. But um, yeah. for but for years he was getting to them again, blowing out, and it's too bad that Dan didn't get that. Similar, yeah. He guys around him. never had a running game ever, right. um, so they had to throw it a bunch. Which usually, when you throw it a bunch, you don't win a whole lot either. They, they, they won a bunch, but they just didn't do much in the postseason. One dimensional. The mailman, Carl Malone. Um, man, he. Uh, I could say things about him, but it should not go on television. Uh, just go- Google Carl Malone and see what he did in the eighties, and you'll lose all respect for him. Um. Scotty Pippen told him mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. And Carl Malone missed two free throws uh, in the finals. He was MVP just because they were tired of giving it to Jordan. So they gave it to Malone. Yeah. Uh, and then he went, he went, he and Gary Payton went ring hunting and joined Shaq and Kobe on that Lakers team who got beat by the Pistons. Yep. So yeah. didn't work out so well for them. But uh, he is a legend. Um, just wish he would have played for the Jazz because, like Stockton did the whole time. Because I don't know. We just don't see that anymore. Barry Sanders. Retired early, kind of like Megatron. Uh, they retired about the same age. Uh, they, they always said that the um, the Lions didn't even bother to have some they, – they pretty much had four offensive linemen out there, and Barry was just out there to make the other guy miss. Uh, electric, electric running back. He made the Lions much, must-see TV, but the NFL thinks they're must-see TV this year with their, the, <laughs> yeah. with their yeah. schedule. I mean, they're, they're season openers against the Chiefs. Yeah. The Lions, season openers. That's <laughs> that's going to be a bloodbath. 42-17. to 17. Well, speaking, 40- of Ma- speaking of Megatron and the Lions, Calvin Johnson. Uh, yeah, maybe the best receiver of his era. Um, there are some really good ones, but, uh, that, uh, late two thousands, early 2010s, he, he was the best and he was the one that, uh, made us wonder what a catch actually was, it's um, true. with that, uh, just horrendous officiating by, uh, the officials in that bears game, uh, back, uh, what year was that about 2012 or so, uh, retired young doing well in retirement, uh, for sure. Patrick Ewing. Yeah, uh, could never get her done. Um, obviously, none of these guys could get it done. But uh, they, he he didn't have great help around him either. Um, and the uh, there's always so many conspiracies, as I think I talked about even last week, with the frozen envelope, David Stern uh, felt around for the envelopes, and uh, it, was, it, it was the cold one, and that uh, helped. Patrick Ewing get to uh, New York and Nickabacas. Yeah, I, I, you can make the debate that he didn't have great help around him, but when I, when I think about those late 90s, early 2000s Knicks team, I mean, you did have LaTrell Sprewell, Larry Johnson, Allen Houston. Uh, well, role players. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You, Oakley. You, you, you need two stars, really, to uh, no. to win. Well, obviously, it'll help. But. That's fair. He was not a good collegiate head basketball coach. Maybe the worst. <laughs> High major <laughs> Outside of Todd Licklider uh, that we've seen. Can you tell me what other teams Ewing played for outside of the Knicks? Remember he think, was with the Orlando Magic. Yep. I think he was with one more. No, I know he was with at least one more. I um, think. Well, I'm going to say three without looking it up. Was he a trailblazer? I don't believe so. Yeah. Uh, Seattle Supersonic. I knew it was Northwest. Give myself yep. half a point. Half a point. Oh, man. Yeah. One of the greatest teams in the history of baseball, uh, 2001 is rookie year, and they just got beat by a better Yankees team. Um, a, a team better suited to win a seven-game series, I should say. That's fair. Uh, and then he never got back, except with the Yankees he got back. But mm-hmm. uh, with the Mariners, he never did. And uh, nah, He wasn't on that 09 team. 
I'm 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 saying he got back to the playoffs. Oh, sorry, I thought you yeah. meant he got to the World Series. No. Because I was like, he didn't even get there with the Mariners. Either. Yeah, he uh, he, in my opinion, is the all-time hits leader. If you, if you combine combine his career in Japan and then the U.S., um, blows Pete Rose away. Another Seattle Mariner legend, King Griffey Jr. <laughs> Steroid to the max, I tell you. Um, no, he obviously one of the sweetest swinging fellas in uh, baseball history. Um, he ever get to a World Series? I know no. he definitely didn't with the Reds. He never got to playoffs <laughs> with that trash franchise. Um, or with the White Sox. Clipping, eh, clipping that thing. <laughs> clipping that thing. Um, yeah, no, he they, never got there. He got the ALCS. Baseball's so tough uh, to get there. You you really need a really good team around you where one guy can kind of carry you in the NBA, or even if you're a quarterback, you can carry him in the NFL too. Sure. Uh, last one for baseball, a guy who got there once, uh, another legend, great hitter, Tony Gwynn. R.I.P. Um, yeah, one, I mean, he he popularized smacking the ball in the opposite field. Didn't have a whole lot of power, but uh, just contact. You just see crazy stats about Barry Bonds, and you see crazy stats about Tony Gwynn on the complete opposite end of the spectrum with his ability to put the ball in play. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to watch Tony Gwynn play live at least once. That's never cool. did. Never did get to see Bonds, which kind of sucked, but, uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. All right, two more here. Allen Iverson. AI. Um, what's his nickname? A of the AI. Wasn't the it? answer. The answer, that's right. I almost called him the truth, but was that Paul Pierce? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the answer. Uh, he, uh, one of the more electric point guards, maybe the most electric, pure point guard um, in NBA history, obviously stepping over Tyrone Liu. Um, talking about practice, man. He ain't talking about the game. He's talking about practice. He's got to have, for basketball players, one of the bigger brands outside of Jordan. Yeah. The cornrows, the, the, the headband, shoes. the shoes. The Iverson shoes were big. Um, yeah. yeah. And last, Randy Moss. Randy. Yeah, I mean, he was on one of the greatest teams in NFL history, and uh, they couldn't get it done because they ran into a Pretty mediocre New York Giants team in the Super Bowl uh, that got hot. Um, yeah, could never do it with Minnesota. Obviously couldn't do it with the other team. Was he, a, he was a Titan, wasn't he, which was weird. Remember he's he a Raider? A, he was a Niner. He was a Raider. It was weird. And those teams were obviously terrible. But uh, one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, he uh, was kind of the first guy I can remember that was tall and fast. Yeah, and even in his older age, on the Patriots, I was fortunate enough to see him play live against the Colts. Dude ran like a deer. Yeah, I mean, especially that year, Brady just had he him run go routes, and Brady would just chuck it up, and he'd go, he'd go get it. So, yeah, um, yeah he because uh, he, he that was his career resurgence because he was awful in Oakland. Yeah, but like you said, the teams weren't good either, and that was just bad fit out there. And then he became a good Patriot, and then didn't do yeah. anything anywhere else. Even though he played in another Super Bowl for the Niners. Did he? Yeah. Oh, was nine years against the Ravens, the blackout game. Yeah. So he played in a played in a couple, but couldn't get her done. Couldn't get her done. And that's the word association segment for the week. Was is brought to you by Performer Print Two Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performa Print Two Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs, so you need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815, or if you'd rather email her, you can do that too at barbara.vanweinsberg at proforma.com. Do you want to get educated? I do. Looking forward to this one. This is a pretty interesting one here. Uh, pretty topical. 100 years ago, 1920, Philadelphia Athletics VP Thomas Scheib denies charges that the baseballs are livelier. Uh, just 100 years later, I think it was 2019, uh, there were so many um, accusations of the baseballs being juiced. So there was a thing back then, too. And um, the A's are still in the news now with uh, a <laughs> yeah. vote coming up later this month to see if they're going to go to Vegas. They need to get they, they, they need to go to Vegas. Yeah. Um, on this day in 1952, the first sporting event ever televised nationally, 
Jersey Joe Walcott beats Ezard Charles in 15 for heavyweight boxing title. I should have guessed it would have been boxing. Yeah. Uh, 1955, New York Yankee Mickey Mantle hit a 550-foot home run. It's a lot of Fs. Of, uh, yeah, off of Chicago, Billy Pierce. Billy Pierce probably let out a lot of Fs, too, after that ball went up <laughs> in the air. Yeah. Um, Mickey Mantle's has some legendary tales for home run balls. You wonder uh, if all of them are true. Correct. 620-foot homer. Yeah. Um, 1957, New York narcotics investigator Dr. Herbert Berger urges AMA, don't know what AMA is, to investigate use of stimulating drugs by athletes. Hmm. On this day in 1977, who won the 31st NBA championship? 77. 77. Celtics. Portland Trail Blazers beat the Philadelphia 76ers four games to two. Blazers. On this day in 1981, Houston Astros' Nolan Ryan passed early win as all-time walk leader. He was effectively wild. Never heard of early win. How have you never heard of early win? Come on, Mm. Tanner. Um, On this day in... 1989, the Toronto Blue Jays Sky Dome opened. Uh, 1989, you said? I would have guessed it was newer than that. Uh, AMA is the American Medical Association, according to Eric Lee. Dad's just a smart fella. Guarantee you Googled it. (laughs) On this day in 2005, who won the French Open men's tennis? 2005? Let's go with the young Roger Federer. Rafael Nadal. Damn it. That would have been a young Nadal, too. You had a 50-50 chance in that one. Yes, I did. Um, On this day in 2011, who won the French Open men's tennis? Nadal. Rafael Nadal won his sixth French title. He beat Federer in that one. Um, For a while there, that was the only major he could win. He was good on clay, but then he became good on everything else, too. You're a tennis master. No, I'm not. On this day in 2016, who won the French Open men's tennis? Let's go with, uh, let's go with, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. The other good one that uh, got suspended. Um, Djokovic? Djokovic? Yep, you are correct. Novak Djokovic of Serbia beats Scotsman Andy Murray. And, nope, two more here. 2018 American boxer Floyd Mayweather Jr. named 2017 top earner sports person by Forbes with $285 million. It's a lot of coin. Yeah, a lot of skrilla. In this, on this day in 2022, who won the French Open men's tennis? Last year. Um, that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I can name you like four tennis players. Um Let's go with Murray, Andy Murray. Rafael Nadal won another one. Beats Casper Rudd of Nove. It's his 22nd Grand Slam singles title. 14 of them have been the French Open. Do you, I, do you think you'd be better at soccer trivia or tennis trivia? Tennis by yeah, far. I, and I, I wouldn't be good at that either. But um, do, you think, I, do you think soccer or hockey? Hockey by far. <laughs> Um, boxing or soccer neither i wouldn't even (laughs) attempt i did see a uh, soccer player signed a three-year 663 million dollar contract so there's money in soccer oh there's stupid stupid money stupid money in soccer but it's just sport i've never got into i just no it's not for me not teach their own but it's not for me so but that is the On This Day segment brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them on Instagram at Mooney Woodcrafts or on Facebook by just searching Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your order. So get your orders in. I'm not sure if he could have one done by Father's Day next Sunday, but even if not, he can get you 
one as a late Father's Day gift. So it makes the perfect gift for any home, office, or man cave. And I even got one here in my office. It's right here at my exposure. It's one of my other podcasts I do, The Boiler Breakdown. Dad made me this piece back in September of 21. So he does great work. So get your signs in. Baseball. Uh, Cubs had a pretty good week uh, by their standards. Went four and two. They play up to their competition and down to their competition. Get swept by the Reds. Marlins lose three or four to the Washington Nationals. Now they won two or three against the best team in baseball. And and they have so far in this series won two of the first three um, against arguably the most talented roster in baseball in the San Diego Padres. But something's amiss there. I'm looking up the Josh Munt tweets. So. Um, they pitched really well this uh, week. Their offense was putrid up until uh, yesterday um, as they won a bunch of two to one games. It felt like in uh, one nothing on Monday, two to one uh, against Tampa Bay on Tuesday. Uh, but uh, Marcus Stroman won National League Player of the Week. He is second in the National League with a 2.39 ERA this year, and he is leading Major League Baseball with 11 quality start. Excuse me. He, uh, has been arguably the best pitcher in all of baseball this year and should be a uh, candidate. Uh, he should be an all-star for sure, but should be a uh, an early-season Cy Young candidate in the uh, National League. He has been fantastic so far. Um, love his demeanor. I, I want them to lock him up uh, long-term. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as I said, Cubs played pretty well this week. They're still just 26-32, and 32, five and a half games behind the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, but uh, heading into last Monday, the uh, Cubs had the worst record in the National League, and uh, they no longer have the worst record in the National League. That would be the St. Louis Cardinals once again. Twenty-five. You just and love saying that they got they got swept in Pittsburgh over the weekend. Um, Colorado Rockies are just a half game behind. They're them. awful. The Nationals are a half game, or about the same as the Rockies. They're pretty bad as well. The Reds. Got swept by the Brewers over the weekend. Now they're six games back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Cubs offense, terrible. It doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon. Uh, but they're pitching well, although Justin Steele did go on the injured list. Uh, typical Cubs fashion. And this this started during the Theo Epstein days where guy will have an injury. They'll play a man down for three days, say it's not that serious. He'll be back soon. No worries. And then they'll put him on the injured list, and he's out a month. PR so that, move. Uh, that uh, that worries me about uh, Justin Steele. He has a uh, a uh, minor forearm strain, but when you're dealing with forearm strains, you can't mess with them at all. Um, and so they said, "Oh, we miss a start, maybe." Well, he's going to miss a, little, a whole lot more than that. Cody Ballinger, when he had his injury three weeks ago, um, they said not not a big deal. He can pinch hit tonight if he needed to. Uh, we're just taking it day by day with him. He should be good to go by the weekend. He just started taking BP on Saturday. Uh, so that's the whoever is running the Cubs medical there needs to be fired into the sun. Um, but uh, yeah, the um, elsewhere around baseball, you have the Brewers, as I said, they swept a three game series over the Reds, Pirates swept a three game series over the. Cardinals, Arizona Diamondbacks are tied for first uh, in the NL West with the LA Dodgers. They're ten games over five hundred. Be interesting to see if that could name. Uh, I couldn't name a Diamondback if that could if that continues. Um, I'm trying to think of guys you might have heard of. They have a bunch of young guys. You probably haven't. No, oh. Cor- Corbin Carroll. Um, There's Christian so many teams. Walton. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like I. Ugh. They have um, maybe the best starting pitcher in all of baseball in Zach Gallen. I have heard his name before. Yeah, he's been fantastic uh, really for three or four years now. Uh, Marlins gave him up for very little. Cardinals did too, though, so got to throw them into the mix. Uh, Braves are still winning the NL East. The Miami Marlins are hot on their tail, though. Mets are 500. The Mets were brutal over the weekend against uh, the Toronto. Toronto. They They just can't score runs. Um, here's an interesting Atlanta Braves stat. Um, they have hit 12 450-foot homers this year, uh, which is by far the most in baseball. The next closest team has four, and that's the Rockies. Ronald Acuna Jr. has five by himself, uh, so they are hitting absolute moonshots uh, this year. 
Um, so that was kind of an interesting one. Um, Tampa Bay Rays are still pretty good. The Boston Red Sox are flatlining. I don't know if you saw some of their play from over the weekend. Uh, looked like a little league team out there against the Tampa Bay Rays, <laughs> the way they play defense. Um, Baltimore's still really good. Yankees are good. Toronto's right there as well. But they're still, because the Rays are so far up, are so good. Yankees are six games back, and they're 11 games over 500. You know? um, crazy. AL Central, without a doubt, worst division in baseball. Twins are leading that one at 31 and 29. Cleveland Guardians 27 and 32. Detroit's three and a half out. White Sox are nine games under 500 and only five and a half games out. Um, so who, who, whoever can play mediocre baseball the rest of the way will win the AL Central. Um, AL West, the Texas Rangers have the second best record in all of baseball, 38 and 20. They have 15 games this year where they have scored 10 or more runs, um, which is obviously crazy. They kind of went for it in the offseason, spent some money, and it's paying off. Yeah, the the crazy thing is they went out and signed all these offensive guys the previous offseason with Seager and Simeon, and Seager has missed three weeks or so already this year with an injury. Um, So, yeah, 15 times this year scoring 10 or more runs. No other team has Good formula. Uh, yeah, if you if you do that, you're going to win a lot of ball games, uh, and they're pitching well. Feels like they're kind of back to being prevalent in the uh, AL West. Houston's right there though, 11 games over 500. Then you have the Angels once again, 31 and 30, eight and a half games out. Uh, they're going to have a big decision to make uh, here in a few mo- or here in a month or so if they're going to sell. They got to get hot now, or uh, Otani will be the most sought after trade candidates uh maybe in the history of baseball uh the type of uh, i i don't know what the angels could get for him the asking price is obviously and it should be absurd um the only thing is the angels don't have a whole lot of leverage because otani is a free agent at the end of the year um so they probably should have traded him in the offseason um they're just wasting away their trout's wasting away there it's it's sad for baseball because you need these superstar guys to be in um, these playoff situations where they uh, make even bigger names for themselves and can promote the game of baseball, but that team is just not good, and I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to get better. Uh, so hopefully, the um, Angels do Otani a favor and trade him to a contender or the Chicago Cubs. I'd be pretty <laughs> happy, um, but uh, yeah. Um, Elsewhere around baseball, you have the Oakland A's. They're 12 and 49. They won two games this past week, though. So, uh, got to give them props. They are, it is June 5th, and they are 27 and a half games out of first place. <laughs> they are 12 and 49. Like, I can't, they, they somehow don't have 0% playoff odds. They are, it's, it's less than 0.1%. Uh, I guess they could win out, but, <laughs> um, how many home games have they played? I, I, I want to do the math here on their attendance. Um, according to their run differential, they've actually been a bit unlucky. Uh, their Pythagorean win-loss record's 13 and 48. So they've they've been unlucky by about one game. Um, they have played they have played 31 games at home. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I can do some math here on a calculator real quick before we get into birdie bogey. Uh their attendance, 268,926 divided by 31. That's 8,000 people they're drawing a game, and there is no way. There is no way 8,000 people are showing up, though. They're, no. they're getting 1,000 to less than 1,000, so they need to move to Vegas. Yeah, this time. Right. Oakland will be without any teams, but. Yeah, they time. did it to themselves. Yep. Uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, became the third NBA player in history, in postseason history with 500 points, 200 rebounds and 150 assists in a single playoff run. Can you name the other two players to have done this? So 500 points, 250 and a hundred, uh, 500 points, 200 and 150. 200 and 150. Okay. Yeah. I, I will give you a par if you get one of these guys. Okay. 500 points. 200 rebounds. Man, that's a lot of points. Well, no way he got enough assists. Um, man, assists is where it's getting me. 
500 points. Oh, this is this is a stretch. Dirk Nowitzki? No. Ah. There's so many obvious guys. One more guess for a par. I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant. Oh, Tanner, no. LeBron. LeBron did it four times. He's um, the obvious one. I'm so Larry. sick of everyone I want to say LeBron, and I feel like it's never going to be right, then it always is. Larry Legend was the I other. Wasn't even thinking, I wasn't even thinking that far back. I wouldn't got him. LeBron was on tip my tongue the whole time. I'm like, too obvious. No way. It's going to yeah. be somebody. <laughs> Three strokes back. I hate them here. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday.